You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver Media Podcast. True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. friends how are you this morning it is um what day is this it's monday isn't it it's blue monday and uh, my apologies that uh, i'm the only one here today mr beaver has uh, he's traveling back home to uh, k-town from q-town he was in quebec city for the weekend visiting some friends and went out to some dinner and, and uh, i'm sure he took in a show or something i don't remember exactly all the details of his weekend, but, um, yeah, he should be, uh, he'll be back for Wednesday and, uh, he sends us regards. So here we are this morning and, uh, I've just come to the realization I didn't put anything in here. So happy Monday, happy Monday, despite it being, being blue Monday, you know, sometimes we just have to get our stuff together and get it done. <laughs> Oh, give me a sec here, folks. I am trying to do three things at the same time, and some days I'm pretty good at it. Today, I don't think I am. Today, I think I'm a little bit off my game because I've only had one cup of coffee. I just poured a second, and I should feel um, somewhat awakened and ready to roll shortly. At least that's the plan. So, technically speaking... Technically speaking, calendrically speaking, date-wise speaking. Um, morning, uh, Lazy Sunday with Wade and Doe. Hey, Shelly, Ree, Bruce, Elaine. How's everybody doing this morning? Of course, we want to thank our founding sponsors, Miss um, V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, The Peppermaster, and CanadianTarot.com for sticking with us for all this time. Really, really do appreciate it. 
So yeah, it's a Monday morning. It's Blue Monday, according to the calendar, according to some marketing thing from uh, some travel company in the UK, I think it was, who, who came up with that idea a bunch of years ago. I don't recall the exact details around it. But it has often been thought of as the most um, lowest point of the year. And I think, you know, despite it being not really a thing, there's there's probably a certain amount of, or a certain level of accuracy to that in the sense that, you know, it's a couple of weeks post a New Year's, post Christmas, that, that high, that you know, that high that many of us experience, not everybody, not everybody celebrates, not everybody has a reason to celebrate, whether you are a, um, a Christian or not, not everybody celebrates Christmas, period. Uh, I love Christmas. I love Christmas time, spending time with the family. Uh, and, and I always do feel that letdown afterwards. And of course, in January, you know, it's like, oh, what do we have to look forward to now? Oh, yeah, snow. And I had planned on going skiing this past weekend. However, when I woke up Saturday morning, every bone and muscle in my body ached to the point where I felt like somebody beat the hell out of me the night before. I honestly, I could barely walk. I was in so much pain. Don't know why. I'm feeling considerably better today. I was hoping to be able to go skiing yesterday, but no, I'm still, I'm still only about 70% as of this morning. And uh, Saturday morning, I was at 10%. Like literally it was, it took effort to walk from the bed to the couch. So I guess I'm just, you know, getting older and sometimes life has other plans for us. And in my case, it certainly did. So, um, let me get a sip of coffee into me. See, black coffee, like my black heart. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's good stuff right there. So in the headlines today, well, a couple of things I wanted to, to address. First off, I'm sure you're all well aware of uh, the scores in the football game. If you watch NFL at all, Buffalo snuck out a win against Miami in a game that Miami actually played great in and really, <laughs> I don't think... I don't think, well, I'm not going to say they didn't deserve to be there. They certainly earned their, their way into the, into the match, but um, they, they, don't, they don't really have the talent to, to compete with Buffalo on that level, and yet they almost pulled off a victory. So good, good for Miami and good on Buffalo, but I think Buffalo is going to get knocked out in the next match. But who knows? Well, time will tell. Cincinnati and, uh, and Baltimore, well, Cincinnati pulled out a win. I thought they did a good job of it. No problems there, but um, I was quite surprised at the um, the uh, Vikings. I thought they would have uh, done considerably better when you when you take into account their record and how all season long they kept coming back in the fourth quarter to pull off these miraculous wins. But you know when you're down uh, down down by enough points that you need you need to go for a big score and you are at fourth and eight so sorry fourth down eight yards to go so <laughs> and there's less than two minutes left to play in the game and you throw the ball three yards downfield you're just not gonna win it was a stupid move a stupid call a stupid play and not that I was cheering for either team. I've got no skin in this game. I'm an Ottawa Red Blacks fan because we have a football team here in, in my uh, in my town. But I would have liked to have seen Minnesota win. But they, you know, they earned that loss by by committing a stupid play. Really stupid. 
Okay, enough about football for this morning. That's all I really wanted to address was those uh, three games yesterday. I guess there was games on Saturday. I didn't catch them. I was, you know, wasn't feeling good, and I didn't really watch any sports. I watched a couple of movies and and tried to get some rest because, you know, I was feeling off my game, as it sometimes happens. Of course, you're well aware of the fact that old Skippy did this on the weekend. Um, Manitoba Health Coalition is appalled that Pierre Poliver is joining the extremist anti-vaccine and anti-science frontier center today in Winnipeg. We understand that he will not be taking questions. Here are the questions he is attempting to avoid. And of course, they list out a bunch of them. I'm not going to get into the questions, but it was like, come on, man. Like, they are, that organization has tried to deny that um, residential schools were as bad as they were. It, it just, it's a horrible group of people, mostly old, white, racist people. Go ahead, call me out on that one if you want. I'm allowed to say that because that's what I see. When I see racism, I call it out, and that's what it is. It's a racist organization, and he decided to speak at it. Once again, going for the low code, lowest common denominator, his base. Like, good God, man. Do you have any judgment? I mean, you lie to our faces, that whole Mustafa story, which has been proven to be complete bullshit. Because if you want to travel to Cuba to get married, you have to have a valid passport to set up to have an arrangement to get married in Cuba. Oh, and to make the travel arrangements to Cuba, you have to have a valid passport. You can't book a flight to Cuba and not have a valid passport. It's just as simple as that. They won't let you in the country. And, and yeah, the, 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 you're, you're right, Bruce. The pictures at that Frontier Center, they're all old white people. Old, racist, white people. But they'll say, they'll say they're not racist because they're not burning a cross or wearing a white hood. They're just pointing out facts. No, 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 no. You're pointing out bullshit because you're racist. It's as simple as that. There is a, there is a subset of population in this country that feel that if they're not, literally, if they're not wearing a white hood or burning a cross, they think they're not racist. And then they'll, you know, preface things by saying, I'm not racist, but no, no, that means you're racist. So shut your fucking pie hole, you racist scumbag piece of shit. Go fuck yourselves. Oh, I'm a little salty this morning. I've been reading lots of news and a lot of things have pissed me off. But we are going to end today's very brief show on a very super positive note. A happy note, I promise you that. I wouldn't, uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't steer you wrong, my friends. I would only give you good things at the end of the day to make sure that you leave here in a happy, pleasant, joyful mood. And I guarantee you that we're going to have that. We are definitely going to have that. So, um, just a sec here. I'm trying to get some stuff fixed on my tablet, which is not cooperating at the moment. I don't know what's going on. Strange things. Strange things abound. Technology sometimes doesn't work that well. For some reason, they also think people calling them white is racist. Yeah, I know. Reed, that's weird, right? Because it's like, um, if you're... Whoops, sorry, I got noise in the background here. Some strange stuff going on. Um, yeah, you can call me white. It's not racist. Um, you see my white face on your screens right now, don't you? That's not racist. That's calling me out to be what I am. I'm an old white man. 
So if you are offended by that and think that calling me an old white man is racist, go fuck yourself. Because that's what I am. I just don't, I don't understand people sometimes. Humanity makes me um, weep some days. Some days. <laughs> it's a good one from Marie. I'm translucent white. A vampire would be jealous. Yeah, I like that. Oh, yes. And you are correct, BB. Uh, the number one, um, the number one uh, threat to democracy is white supremacy. You're absolutely right about that. Yeah, and and this was a thing that wasn't a thing until, you know, what was it? Um, I forget how long ago when that came up, when they started to divide us. It's one of the things that um, a friend of mine years ago who will tell you I'm not that smart, and I'm like, yeah, but you, have, you drop nuggets of wisdom from time to time. Somebody said, well, what's your religion? He says, I have no religion. I don't believe in religion. I hate religion. Religion divides people. And I went, ooh, I've never thought of it that way before. But he's right. Religion does divide people. And I got into a discussion with a coworker a bunch of years ago about that. And he goes, no, it doesn't. It unites people. I go, it only unites the same people. If you're a different religion, you're divided. And I mean, there's multiple divisions and factions within each religious sect or group. Like how many different types of, of, of Muslims do you have under Islam? Christians, forget about it. That shit goes on forever. Sorry, there's noise in the background there. Computers saying things to me that I don't want them to, but sometimes that's what happens, right? I don't know if you hear it in the live stream, but it's definitely going to show up on the recorded audio version for sure. So, Salty Paul, first thing in the morning. Yeah, that happens. And I am uh, pissed. Oh, but that coffee's going to help me. It's going to help me a great deal. So how was everybody's weekend? Did you watch some football? Did you get out to snowshoe or cross-country ski? Did you have fun? Did you see friends or family? Did you go for a pint? Did you have some din dinner with some friends or family or loved ones? I, uh, I was up late on Friday, if you caught the... Um, Live stream, had a couple of drinks, may have showed because I was getting a little bit drunk towards the end of the show. <laughs> uh, you know, live and learn. You're going to make those mistakes. At least I will. Sometimes I keep making them and keep trying to erase them and they keep coming back up. It's okay. I will, um, I'm going to get to work on, on, uh, with our, with our marketing folks today at, um, uh, the store to see about getting some, uh, coffee mugs. Uh, both Blue Jacket Guy and uh, True North Uger Beaver Coffee Monks looking at toques and maybe a ball cap or two. We'll see. I have a couple of ball caps, but I'm more of a chapeau fellow. If, if, as I'm sure you've noticed, I am, yeah, only slightly drunk. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Just a little bit. If I start to slur, it's like, yeah, maybe you should go home, Paul. Maybe you should stop and get off the news, get off the air. It happens. It's going to happen again, guaranteed. Hey, I was having fun. I was enjoying myself. And I think we're allowed to give each other license to enjoy ourselves from time to time. We live in a very trying and tough environment right now. 
I mean, what with multiple wars going on, and of course a big one in, in Ukraine by the invasion of the Russians, and we're not going to deal into that, but I mean, that along with uh, the inflationary prices that we are dealing with when it comes to buying groceries on a daily basis, we're in a, we're in a tough spot right now. And people going, well, you know, when the pandemic ended, it hasn't ended. It's still going on. 60,000 people perished in China last month. 60,000. Guess what? We're still in the middle of the pandemic. Now, vaccinations have helped us save a lot of lives. I, fortunately, have never contracted COVID. I'm up to five shots. I'll get six, seven, eight, nine. I'll get as many as as I need to to protect myself, my friends, and loved ones. And lo and behold, after five shots, no blood clots, no heart problems, I'm not dead. There's no graphene 5G stuff. I'm, 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 trying, to, I'm trying to hit on all the things that all the, um, the um, anti-vaxxer QAnon strange... I'm trying to be polite here, but all the fucking weirdos go into... Uh, yeah, we're still very much in the pandemic. It's still ongoing because COVID is raging. There are more people died in 2022 than did of all of 2020 from COVID in Canada. So if you think it's over, it's not. It's not over, not by a long shot. But you got to keep that economy rolling, right? Old Dougie's going to find ways to get us into work and run us through the meat grinder of his economy because we still don't have sick days in Ontario. Oh, I can take sick days. I just don't get paid for them. So what does that mean? Well, when many of us are living paycheck to paycheck in the province of Ontario and multiple provinces throughout the country... You still go into work when you're sick because you got to pay your bills. you got to keep a roof over your head and food on your table. And it's getting more and more difficult to do that every day because of the rising cost of everything but your income. Wages have remained flat for the last 40 years. And as a result, there are more poor people now than there ever have been. The working class is bigger now than it's been in the last 100 years. There are more poor than there's been in the last 50 Food banks are stretched beyond their limit, and we have the food professor, who I think is a nice fellow, but he's saying, you know, you shouldn't steal groceries. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? If I see somebody stealing groceries, I'm going to look the other way. Because I can pretty much guarantee you they're doing it because they can't afford to pay for it, and they're hungry. And the excuse of, well, just go to a food bank. Well, that doesn't work for everybody, number one. Number two, food banks are a failure of society. I will say that to the day I die. The guy who started them back in the early 80s did it to get through the recession of the early 80s and then thought they'd be gone. He did not want it to become the giant industry that it's become. They're a failure of society. Period. Period. We need to do better. We need to change the reasons that people are stealing food. Kristen Raworth, I don't know if I pronounced her name correctly. She's a conservative out of... Um, Edmonton or Calgary? She's not a member of the party. Well, she's, she's not a... Uh, I think she's a member of the Conservative Party, but not from a, an elected standpoint, like a delegate. And uh, she was a jo- she's a Joe Clark supporter. And I see eye to eye with her on a great number of things. And sometimes, you know, we disagree, and sometimes she says things that I make go, what? But I'm never going to see eye to eye with everybody on 100% of things. But she talked the other day about how, you know, 
giving people, making people feel guilty about stealing food when they're hungry is bullshit. We need to address the reasons why they can't afford to buy it in the first place. Garbage wages, slave wages, all of that is part of the reason. Uh, no UBI. If we had a UBI, well, you know, people would just sit around and not work. Like Serb, they sat around and not worked. We couldn't work, you stupid fucking idiots. We couldn't. That's why Serb was there, to make sure we were able to keep the economy rolling by purchasing things like food and paying our rent. I just don't understand people sometimes. So we do need to address the reasons why people are stealing food. It's because they can't afford it. Why can't they afford it? Because they don't earn enough money. Why? Because greedy fucking companies have to increase the profit margins to their shareholders each quarter. I wrote a thing yesterday on Twitter about how retirement is not an option for me. Retirement is when I change from winter to summer tires and back again each season, although I can't afford winter tires and I don't drive my car very much, so it's all fine and good. I have all-season radials and I hardly ever use my car, but that's another story for a different day. But here's what I'm trying to get at. It's not an option for me. Um, My meager RRSPs, CPP, GIS, and OAS will not be enough to keep me afloat. I will be working until I die. Do you not see a problem with that? I don't live an extravagant lifestyle. As a matter of fact, when the lease for my vehicle is up, I'm going to hand the keys in because I'll save $700 a month. Now, I don't pay $700 for my lease, but my lease, my insurance, and my parking add up to $700. That doesn't include fuel or oil changes or any maintenance on the vehicle at all. So at a bare minimum, I can put $700 in my pocket, which will mostly end up going to an RRSP and my TFSA. My TFSA, I think, has $150 in it, so that's not going to carry me very far now, is it? It's not like I'm I'm destitute. I'm working class. I'm not middle class. I'm working class, so, you know, I don't starve, and I have family if I get really desperate, but not everybody has those things. I'm very fortunate to have those things at my disposal, to have a family that can help me out if need be. Not everybody has that. Millions don't, and we need to address that. We need to address the reasons why people are suffering. So, yeah, well, you're right, Mel, because it's CERB wasn't even minimum wage in the province of Ontario. Oops, I hit the wrong button there, but that's okay. Corporations are brutal these days. Shareholder return is number one priority. Years ago, they used to have Christmas parties at Christmas. Nope. You're right, Bruce. And and here's what Mel was saying. The worst part is that CERB was just 40 hours per week uh, times minimum wage, and it was more than people get on ODSP and other programs. Except it didn't even hit minimum wage in Ontario. It worked out to about 12 bucks an hour in Ontario, and at the time, minimum wage in Ontario was about 14 bucks, So less than the minimum wage, and people are saying, oh, people just want to sit on their ass and collect CERB. No. People want to work and be contributing members of society. Having a UBI would enable people to choose a better job. And it would also demand that companies start paying people living wages. Sorry for the long pause, but I was just trying to collect my thoughts for a second there. Sometimes that happens. We need living wages so people can survive. I tend to go on this rant when I'm, when I'm by myself because it occupies a lot of my brain space. I hate to see people suffer, and people are suffering, and, and needlessly. 
So two things I wanted to bring up. So uh, I posted this, uh, was it Canada's population, 39,394,059. And that was on uh, Friday, January 6, 2023. I'm going to post to you what our current population is of as of this exact moment in time. And as a matter of fact, this will, um, pardon me, this could change as we're looking at it because it's a live screen. Currently, it's 39,408,000. So our population is growing by, what, 8,000 people? No, four, 10,000 people, 12,000 people in a week. Kind of crazy when you think about it. 10,000 people in a week is how much, 12,000, sorry, 12,000 people in, in just a little over a week is how much the population's grown. So we're going to hit 40 million before the year is out. So yay, milestone for Canada. I like that. I like it a lot, actually. I think it's great. Uh, the more our population grows, the better purchasing power we have, the better we can produce. And I know I just went on a rant about how we're not getting paid enough, and I'm not changing that. We're not. Millions of people are suffering. Food banks are a failure of society. We need government programs, despite what fuckhead Pierre Poliver says about gatekeepers, who one minute goes on about gatekeepers in the federal government, and the next minute says, why isn't the federal government fixing air transport? Well, which is it, Pierre? Do you want gatekeepers or not? It's not the government's control when it comes to climate and weather. We can't control that. And as for uh, millions of people stranded because they, there's not enough baggage handlers or not enough airline secure um, airline uh, employees working because either they're sick or not enough were staffed because the flights were overbooked because airlines are greedy fucking bastards who want to pay off their shareholders. You see where I'm going with this? It's a never-ending cycle of the same bullshit. And it pisses me off. Look at this. Lazy Sunday with Wade and Doe. Doe gets $1,300 a month on CPP emergency disability. Her medications cost $700 a month. Leaves her about $600 for a car payment, insurance, fuel, and parking at the hospital when she goes for treatments. Yeah, that's pretty rough. And somebody says, why not take the bus? Not always an option. Not always an option, depending upon where you live. Maybe there is no bus there. So don't come out with that one. Somebody said to me, during the height of the pandemic, when everything was shutting down, a woman, a nice woman, and, and I responded to her in kind. I gave her a gentle, I wouldn't say correction in so much as maybe some information. She says, you should be purchasing two weeks worth of groceries when you go to the grocery store to limit the amount of times you go to the store, to limit your exposure to other people and the possible COVID virus and blah, blah, blah. And I went, yeah, that's great if you have a refrigerator and a deep freeze. Unlike me, whose refrigerator is a small apartment-sized refrigerator and a deep freeze that hardly ever works. And no, it's not a deep freeze. It's a freezer on my fridge, which is about three cubic feet. You're right, Bruce. It's not the government causing the problems. You're not. So two weeks' worth of groceries is not a viable option for millions of people, myself being one of them. I have to purchase groceries every few days, especially when you live alone and do not have a deep freeze. It's not possible. So we can't make a blanket statement to cover absolutely everybody all the time, and we need to be a little bit more cognizant of what we say when it comes to how people are suffering and what the solutions are. I don't have any of them other than I think we need a UBI. I think we need to continue with a caring, uh, caring, compassionate government. Pierre Poliver is an asshole, 
And if he ever becomes prime minister, we're all fucked. What was the uh, what was the thing I just downloaded yesterday? Let's see if I can find it. Oh, I don't have time now, so I got to run in a minute. But the um, something about Buddha and the um, the dildo of consequence does not always arrive lubed. <laughs> I'll see if I can find it for the next show on Wednesday. Anyway, I'm going to end off today's show, as I said, with something positive. And today is only a short one because I'm I'm here flying solo without Mr. Beaver, so I don't want to I don't want to do a full fledged uh, production, and it doesn't feel right uh, to do it without him. Number one, and number two, uh, it's just it's just not as entertaining. I don't think. You're right, Mohan. Greed is a hell of a drug. Okay, let's end this off. On a positive note, a happy note, get your Kleenex ready because you might cry when you see this because I did. Getting emotional thinking about it. This is Brendan Fraser accepting a Critics' Choice Award for his uh, performance in The Whale. Just watch this. I was in the wilderness and I probably should have left a trail of breadcrumbs. (laughs) But you found me? And um, like all the best directors, you merely just showed me where to go to get to where I needed to be. If you, like a guy like Charlie, who I played in this movie, in any way struggle with obesity, or you just feel like you're in a dark sea, I want you to know that if you too can have the strength to just get to your feet and go to the light, good things will happen. Thank you. Good night. Well, as I said, and on a positive note, all a little emotional after that, I'm going to roll the credits and get on out of here so you folks can start your day, and i got to start my work day. I'll see you real soon, I promise. The True North Eager Beaver podcast is an Eager Beaver Mr. Grizzly collaboration. Research, story, and guest curation, and copywritten by The Eager Beaver. Recording, production, editing, and additional research by Mr. Grizzly. Music courtesy of Ben Sound Royalty Free Music. Once again, thank you to our founding sponsors, The Peppermaster, the Miss Fee Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing and CanadianTarot.com. And thank you to Pete Jarvis for our artwork. We love it. Kits, we'll talk to you real soon. Bye. Take care. Thanks for joining me this morning. Mr. Beaver will be back on Wednesday. We'll have a full-fledged show for you. Actually, it'll be short because it's Wednesday and I have to go into the office. But we'll give you at least 45 minutes worth of entertainment. Until then, please take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. Bye. You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver media podcast. The True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, Hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. 
Hi, I'm Joel McLeod, co-host of the 905er podcast. The 905 is one of the most diverse and densely populated regions of Canada. Four and a half million of us live, work, and play in the area surrounding Toronto. That's more people in the 905 than actually live in Toronto. Each election, the 905 decides who forms our government at both the provincial and federal levels. So why isn't more attention being focused on us here in the 905? We're looking to change that. My co-host, Roland Tanner, and I tell the stories that define what we are calling the most important region in Canada. Each week, we bring to your attention news, culture, and issues that make up what it means to be a 905er. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to your podcasts. Or you can visit us at 905er.ca to subscribe.